followed my business endeavors for a while, this won't come as any surprise to you. I believe a brand makes a business. A business doesn't make a brand. So what do I mean? I mean, there are millions of Instagram users and hundreds of thousands of people who start businesses doing the exact same thing you do. So how do you stand out? You create a brand and then you extend that brand into Instagram. That's what's in store for this podcast today. I'm going to walk you through what I believe is the foundation to growing a tribe of loyal followers by defining a branding category that you're creating on Instagram. Now, this is going to help frame what you should be posting, how you should be posting it, and helping your followers understand what to expect from you. So let me start by asking you a question. What is a brand? One of my all-time favorite business thinkers is Seth Godin. Now, you've heard me talk about him, and I interviewed him just a few episodes ago. Now, Seth describes a brand as a set of expectations, memories, stories, and relationships that are taken together to account for a consumer's decision to choose one business over another. Okay, so I'm going to add a little spin on one of my favorite people's definition. I am going to say, can we bring this down even tighter? Now, what if we were to take all of these ideas and what if we were to take his definition and call this an experience? And the experience is the combination of everything together. It's an experience of expectations. It's an experience of memories and stories and recommendations. Okay. So it's the combinations of all of these things that create an experience. And this experience is powerful when creating a brand. So my question to you is, how can you create an experience for your Instagram followers? Now, the question is going to depend widely on what you're aiming to sell on Instagram, but let's get into the nuts and bolts. Now, I understand that there are certain Instagrammers with large followings because there are celebrities, so movie stars, athletes, musicians. Now, they might not fall into a specific category, but because none of us are celebrities, at least I don't think so. If you happen to be a celebrity, let me know. Okay. Well, let's hook it up on Instagram. But because the majority of us are not celebrities and we're not afforded the luxury of being followed because we're famous, let's dive into a few things. And also, if you happen to be rich and famous, haul at your girl, you know, go ahead, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Okay. Enough of that. We are, though, a group of hustling entrepreneurs, and in my goal to help you become a strong Instagrammer is by placing yourself in one of four main categories, so let's dive in. And these categories are so important because it helps you define what you should be posting now. So the first category is informative. These accounts are popular because followers know exactly what they're going to get when they follow an informative Instagrammer. Informative Instagrammers range from fitness experts to foodies to wanderlusts, traveling the world on a budget. Basically, these people do a great job at providing valuable insight from their unique perspective. And well, it's their perspective that makes it very unique. So the majority of the posts will be offering insight into a particular thing in the world. And then, then they get to own it as their own space as an authority in that. So let's talk about two examples of Instagrammers who are doing a really great job at being informative, informing their followers of something very specific. 
Let's chat about Lizbeth Lopez. She has a few million followers and she uses Instagram to share workout tips and she'll still post photos from like her bikini clad body. And, but she also intermixes like video tutorials and workout tips. And she's widely known for her hourglass body shape. And, but she shares her booty shaping tips and her followers really like the information because she's there sharing it on a daily basis. The second informative Instagram account is Bart's Fish Tales. Now, Bart's biggest and best experiences on Instagram are his bragworthy claims of being the shortest cooking show in the world. He posts pictures of his sustainable seafood recipes and shows a 15 second video on how he prepares each meal. They're really cute. Now, uh, I, I didn't, I was a vegetarian for many, many years. I recently just late last year started eating fish occasionally. And so I have more of an appreciation for what he's doing because I think his approach is genius. I can even follow a 15 second cooking show. Now his followers follow him because of the information they receive. And it totally helps that he has a quirky personality and it's a really quick cooking show. Now, you'll want to create an informative Instagram account if you want to share knowledge and information that will help your followers. There's a good chance you're really good at what you do. But better yet, you're excited to share the information that you've learned along the way that will help other people. Now, you're probably the type of person who could take big ideas and break them down into smaller, understandable pieces for people who are trying to do the same thing that you're doing. That is an informative Instagram account. Now, the second Instagram branding category is lifestyle. These accounts, they vary widely from Insta famous travelers and cooks and mommy bloggers on one end of the spectrum and on the other end of the spectrum, maybe like a fashion blogger who has a very large following. But the driving force is the person behind the Instagram account, less about the account itself. The types of followers these Instagrammers are attracting are interested in this lifestyle account to see what that particular person is doing, eating, wearing, vacationing. Basically, somebody who's a tastemaker in life and a tastemaker in other things people find interesting. Now, these people can be funny, quirky, loud, quiet, crazy. Like those people are a litany of things as well as many other things. But the key is that they show off themselves in their feed. Now I'm going to give you two examples of Instagrammers who are going to do a great job at showcasing their personality and their lifestyle brand. First up is Sincerely Jules. Now she has millions of followers. Julie has created the ultimate Instagram life. Her followers drool over her outfits. They fall in love with her Instagram, you know, romance to a Frenchman and her experiences and the food she's eating and when she's eating it. Her sole job is to be sincerely Jules. So how did she do this? She worked so hard and posted every day to show her life and she drew people into her world. She found a way to make people feel like they were friends with her and that they had close access to her life. You can tell she works hard, but man, life also looks really great for this girl. And she's managed to do incredible things with much bigger brands as a result of her infusing her lifestyle into her Instagram. 
The second example of a lifestyle Instagram brand is at InstaHusband, right-hand man to his influencer wife, Lindsay Selb. He documents their life together. (laughs) The couple follows wherever the wind takes them and they share their favorite products and travel tips along the way. So his feed is filled with beautiful photos and videos from all over the world. And he invites his viewers to experience life being an influencer's designated plus one. You'll want to know how to create a lifestyle account if you believe you are the driving force of your business. If you want your identity to be associated with the brand and or maybe you believe your taste and style will benefit sales for your business, having an Instagram lifestyle account isn't about thinking your life is amazing. Instead, this type of account relies on the personal connection and attracting followers who like your business, but like you as a creator of your services or products just as much. Now let's get into the third of the fourth categories, and this is what I call specialty. These are businesses and people who are known to do the thing that they do very well. They work hard at showcasing their specific specialty or niche better than their competitors, and they create experiences around their differences rather than similarities. So these accounts highlight the best of what these businesses do, and they create rabid followers around their products or services. So let's chat about two companies who showcase their specialty extraordinarily well. First up, we have Sidecar Donuts. They have hundreds of thousands of followers, and clearly I'm very biased because I never get tired of talking about this place. This donut shop is located in my hometown of Newport Beach, California, and OMG, it's the most amazing donuts you'll ever eat in your life. Not only do they have amazing donuts, they offer a gluten-free option, which means I can overindulge more than I'd like to admit. I'm not lying. I Instagram at Sidecar so often that I was contacted by Sidecar. (laughs) Their marketing director asked if I wanted to collaborate on hosting an event at the store. And I was flattered, but I was also worried. I was like, oh, am I coming across as like that stalker customer who's obsessed with all things Sidecar to the point that they noticed? Either way, Sidecar curates a beautiful feed based almost entirely off photos their customers take of their donuts and the weekly specialty creations. So if you love donuts, you'll love this feed, but I'm particularly fond of it because they've done a really great job at sourcing content from their followers as a major point of differentiation. People aren't just talking about them. They're posting about them with such frequency that their feed looks really beautiful as a result of so many people talking about them and taking great photos. Let's get into a different example of a specialty account. You can find them at White Lilac Inc. So Sunny is an event designer and her and her team of event designers are known for their over the top parties and weddings, bat mitzvahs and any other occasion to celebrate. Now, when I say over the top, I am talking about like true form Southern California, Beverly Hills, Newport Beach, like Newport Coast, like that extra over the topness, like no expense is spared when it comes to creating an event space. They convert it into the venue of a client's dreams. Entire ceilings are draped with fresh flowers and six foot high centerpieces on top of a table. Yeah. 
This team specializes in luxury at its finest. When you follow this feed, you'll come to expect only the most glamorous photos to mesmerize you. They clearly fall into specialty because they do things in such a unique way and in such unique perspective that they sit designated apart from their competitors by how differently they're doing things. So you'll know you want to create a specialty account if you're trying to highlight why your business is unique, what makes it special, and why it's different than the competition. This type of account works well for businesses that don't want to showcase personal aspects too often, and they want to curate a feed that focuses heavily on the product or services. The photos you post will show things and ideas you're selling more often than anything else. So now let's get into our last and final category, aesthetic. I saved this category for last because, well, it's the hardest. And it's also one of the most beautiful types of Instagram feeds to curate. These Instagrammers work tirelessly using their creative efforts to produce stunning photos. Their followers come to know and understand that a photo in an aesthetic feed is something to savor. It causes you to pause, to look longer, and appreciate the effort of the work that it took to make that photo come to life. So one person I want to highlight would be at Rodrigo underscore. I stumbled across Rodrigo's feed after another Instagrammer I followed took a very humorous take on one of his beautiful photos. His work is so well thought out. It's clear he takes up the time to set up photographs and takes time curating his feed to feel light and airy and artistic. In fact, I believe you'll be hard pressed to find a photo that doesn't appear really well thought out. And after a few minutes on his feed, you'll soon realize that his love for coffee and leisure and life is something that will definitely stop you in your tracks. Now let's get into the second example of aesthetic feed, and that's Ida Frosk. She has hundreds of thousands of raving fans. Sometimes I find things that are so cute that I want to crawl through the internet and hug that Instagrammer. This is the case with Ida. She's a food artist, and her feed is meticulously curated with her food designs. She shares videos and photos of her plated food designs and her brightly colored socks, which are super cute. Her feed is so recognizable that she's even secured a book deal on her Instagram photos. Yeah, she got a book deal because she styles food on her Instagram account. She uses her feed to create sponsored posts for companies like Philadelphia Cream Cheese and others. So you'll know that you want to create an aesthetic Instagram account if your strength is styling. You have to really kind of be naturally artistic and creative, and you like to spend extra time to ensure that a photo isn't just pretty, but it really is beautiful. You believe that your feed attracts customers who care about beauty in life's biggest and smallest moments. Thoughtful care and extra attention to details comes easy to you and your business benefits as a result of your careful curation. So now that I've outlined the four main categories that uh, effective and very strong Instagrammers fall into, now comes the hard part. You need to choose one. You don't need to. I suggest you choose one and you use your Instagram feed to work within those parameters. So which one are you? Now, I know you're going to say, but how can I choose just one? I don't want to be put in a box. 
I get it. But the purpose of us creating real changes on how you approach Instagram is really the purpose of how we need to hone in your focus. I absolutely understand if you think that your feed could, you know, fall between two or three categories, but the minute you commit to one particular category, your vision becomes highly focused. Once you have a focused feed, you can incorporate different aspects into it. But first you need to train your audience what to expect. In either case, you want to determine which will benefit your business the most and play into your natural strengths. So let's say that you are a stationer and you want to sell paper goods on Instagram. Once you draft your ideal client profile, you'll know who you're selling to. Now, if you don't know who your ideal customer is or your dream customer or how to create an ideal client profile, we got your back. You can download our free guide at jasminestar.com forward slash ideal client. That's going to give you a very clear idea of who you're selling to. Once you do that, now let's combine that with what you're selling and the how. So now you have the who, the what, and the how. So here's an example. A stationer selling paper goods and wants to do it in an informative way. Well, if this was you, you could post a picture of a newly designed birthday card. Now you can share a bit more about the origins of the birthday card. You could even possibly share the type of paper it was printed on, or perhaps you could talk about the letterpress process. Either way, you're talking about all the things from an informative perspective for your Instagram account. So let's get into another example. Let's say that you're a stationer selling paper goods in a lifestyle way. So you're going to post a photo of a newly designed birthday card. Then you could share a memory of the first birthday card you received. You could share a story about a birthday card you gave to your first crush. You could share a story about your most favorite birthday card. Either way, we're talking about things from a lifestyle perspective. Now let's use another example. Let's say you're a stationer selling paper goods in a specialty way. Well, what you're going to do is you're going to post a photo of a newly designed birthday card. Then what you're going to do is you're going to explain the unique process of designing the card that's specific to your company. You could describe the collaboration process that you had maybe with another artist in order to make this birthday card come to life, or perhaps you could share why the birthday card is different or better than any other birthday card they can buy from somebody else on Instagram. Now, we spoke about an Instagram account for different categories for a stationer. Now, we could talk about how a stationer or selling paper goods can use Instagram in an aesthetic way. So what you're going to do is you're going to post a photo of a newly designed birthday card. And here's the trick with an aesthetic account is that this card needs to be impeccably styled in that photo. Careful time and attention will be placed to details, which is why people will be following your feed to begin with. They're going to be looking for a really beautiful feed. So now I just used one example as a stationer and explained how depending on the type of Instagram account they had, they would be posting the same thing, but in different ways to appeal to their dream customer. 
So now let's flip the script. Let's see if we could talk about the way one business owner might use Instagram and the way another business might be using Instagram, but doing the same business. So for instance, a wedding photographer would likely categorize herself in the specialty category if her feed was comprised of a lot of wedding photos that she wants to show off. Now, her audience knows she posts wedding photos for inspiration for their own wedding and maybe that they just want to simply gaze at beautiful romantic moments. The wedding photographer can also post behind the scenes photos of her, like maybe working on a wedding day, photos of her favorite flowers or a beautiful sunset. Well, these photos might not be wedding related necessarily, but they still make sense within the feed as a division of the photographer's business. Now, photos from her weekend trip to Las Vegas or her baby's face covered in Cheerios or a recent photo of a flat tire don't belong on her feed because it doesn't reflect the experiences her business creates as part of her brand and aesthetic of a specialty feed. So now let's talk about this same business, but using a branding strategy on Instagram. So here we are talking about a wedding photographer, and we now have decided that she is having a specialty category. So we're going to be talking about this business from a branding perspective, which is slightly different. So this is about where we would talk about flipping the script. Before I was helping entrepreneurs as a brand strategist in teaching how to increase marketing visibility on social platforms like Instagram... I was solely a wedding photographer, but my feed, my feed wasn't specialty. The example I just gave you, her feed was specialty. Mine totally was not. I decided my feed was going to be lifestyle driven. So another photographer, specialty feed, doing it her way. I was a wedding photographer and I decided to have a lifestyle feed. I was going to showcase where I traveled, what I ate, what I read, my recent manicures. I mean... I can go on, but like, why am I going to lie? I was sharing a lot of personal things in addition to sharing my wedding photography work. And it was done as part of my life and my ongoings instead of being the sole focus of my feed because my feed just wasn't about weddings. As a result, I needed to make sure that my feed was curated similarly enough so people understood who I was and what I did, but they didn't come to expect me to use my feed only for wedding photos. So let's break this down even further. So up into this point, we have photographer A, who has a specialty feed and really showcases a lot of her wedding work. And then you had an example of photographer B, which was me, and I was curating a highly driven lifestyle feed, but also incorporating my wedding work. If we were to break this down even further, Once you choose a category, I suggest curating account so that like 80% of the photos fit within your brand category. And then there's 20% of the photos that you can post from other categories if you want, but the focus is heavily on your main branding category. So for example, if you sell handmade jewelry and you have a specialty branding account, 80% of the photos should focus on the jewelry. You could share about what makes the jewelry special, how to style it, was there elephants you know, on the design, how was the jewelry made, but at the end of the day, it's all about the jewelry. 
The remainder 20% can show a lifestyle photo. Say maybe you as the business owner and you could wear a piece of your jewelry, or maybe you can post an informative post about how each piece of the jewelry is handmade. Perhaps you can use special artisan tools or a photo of you at a trade show. Okay, now maybe I even think, in fact, when you mix photos from other categories, it's great to kind of keep viewers on their toes. But remember, 80% of your feed should showcase what your account is really about. The photos in your feed should look and feel similar in a way that they're captured to ensure that your feed blends well. Now, I've been known to say that I don't think people on Instagram are looking for a perfect feed. I don't think that your feed needs to look like a museum or look like a a magazine spread. I do think there was a time when Instagram was largely like making your feed gorgeous and completely matchy matchy and everything had to have a specific flow. I don't think that people on Instagram are looking for perfect. Now, people on Instagram aren't looking for ugly. People on Instagram are just looking for real. Can you be, can you show real aspects of your business in a pretty way? Not perfect, not overstylized but pleasant. Now you want to make sure that when you're looking at your grid, your nine squares on your Instagram grid, like seven of them should really belong in your branding category. And the remainder two could belong to anything else so that you still have that creative freedom to do what you want with it. As long as there is something that doesn't visually deter or not make sense it with your brand. Like if you are really aiming to have an aesthetic feed, this really gorgeous, amazing, beautiful, highly curated storytelling feed, and then randomly you're posting like a meme, regardless of how beautiful, I mean, how funny the meme is, it almost people were like, wait, this is so jarring. Like, I don't get where this is coming from. The majority of your feed is to guide your followers to understand what it is that you do. I've talked to you about multiple people in specific categories doing this very well. So now you have a template and one of their strongest aspects, like what I think they do really well is how they connect with followers in a way they prefer. And this creates an experience for their followers. You must begin to think of your feed doing something for your followers because as much as we want to think that Instagram is all about us, it's not. It's not like, look at the pretty photos we're taking. It's not anything but having your Instagram feed be entirely about your followers. Your feed, I believe, should educate, help, inform, and or entertain them they must be getting something out of it for themselves. And then in the best situation, it makes them think more highly of you as a person and even better makes them want to tell a friend about you or invest in your business or support you by leaving comments and engagement. Now that is a branding experience and that's the foundation upon which I believe you should build your business. Remember, a brand is an experience. A brand is what somebody feels or thinks or says about your business. What are you doing on Instagram that inspires them, that makes them laugh, that makes them feel smarter, that makes them feel like they're closer to the thing that they want or deeply desire? When you do that again and again and again, you create a feeling towards your business and that feeling is your brand. 
Now it's time for you to choose your category and commit to creating content and curating a feed that is all about what you're going to do. And that is going to be educate, help, inform, entertain your followers, empower them, help them, educate them, the whole nine. Do something that makes them feel something. If for some reason you end up deadlocked deciding between two accounts, that's okay. Simply ask yourself what branding category would put you closer to growing sales as a result of your Instagram efforts and which would resonate the most with your ideal client and your purpose. So get excited, friends. This is the start of something great for your Instagram account. If you've enjoyed this training on how to define your Instagram account, you will love my free class, how to plan, organize, and execute a month of content in one day. In case the title doesn't give it away, I only spend one day per month creating a social media content plan for the entire month. Yeah, one day for a month. Because I think, you know, stressing about what to post on social media, taking days, weeks, or even a month to publish your content, and then letting your content promotion strategy overwhelm you is crazy. That's why I want to share my exact social media strategy with you that lets me spend a little more time on one day to save a lot more time the rest of the month. Join this free online class walking you through how to plan, create, and execute a month of social media post in one day. You could sign up at jasminestar.com forward slash 30 days. That's jasminestar.com forward slash 30 days. And I'll see you there. <laughs>